Welcome to the Michael Yu Podcast. I have no guest today. Um, I'm, I think I've shared this a few times that I'm really enjoying doing these pods and these podcasts and, um, you know, it's, it's a chance for me to just kind of, it's almost like a release, like, you know, just like a, a, the top of a kettle or something like that. It's just able to just put it all out and, and, uh, and some different ideas that I have in mind and, yeah, it's just been it's just been a great creative release, and I'm just so happy to um, have the opportunity to be able to present to all your listeners, um, you know, some different ideas and hopefully some great stories and to enrich. And I've learned so much from the guests that we've had. We had some really amazing guests so far, and I've I've even been taking a lot of the tips of the things that I learned from um, all the great people that we've had on on the pod. So um, yeah, I just thought I'd share uh, something about a book that I read over the summer that was very very impactful it was really really cool and um, I thought I would just share some of the like some of the Coles notes or some of the real key components and key points that I I, I gleaned from this book so um, this book is called uh, Principles by Ray Dalio Um, so for those of you that don't know Ray Dalio is this ultra successful um, CEO decision maker type uh, for a company called Bridgewater uh, which is a financial company that um, um, does a lot of work in financial services and has an amazing uh, reputation for kind of always picking the winners and, and really predicting the market conditions and so on and so forth. So Ray is kind of a, a little bit of a Warren Buffett type, a little bit of a genius uh, with the finances and, and a really great um, uh, businessman. He built Bridgewater to this amazing um, company with thousands of employees and, and just really um, helped to simplify and revolutionize um, the financial industry. So um, I learned a great deal from this book. It was, I don't know, I think I was just at chapters meandering through the, the um, uh, you know, the kind of the self-help and business section that I, <laughs> I tend to kind of meander through. I don't know if it was in chapters. It might have been in a book warehouse on Main Street. And I just, I saw this like black book. It had no design at all. It was just this black book that sh- like had a red, like bold principles on it. And it was not very attractive or something that I really felt compelled to reading. But I was like, you know what? I think it's a sign. Maybe I should just pick it up. I normally, you know, judge a book by its cover and I just take, and I don't even know who Ray Dalio was actually. <laughs> I'm not uh, a big news guy. He, he, as it turns out, he's a really famous guy, but I had no idea who he was, but I just figured that I would pick it up and, and read it because I do enjoy doing that. So it was kind of um, uh, my, when I went on a Europe trip, it was my Euro reading. So I kind of read through the book uh, and because I only brought, because we lost our luggage in Europe when we, I went for to Europe for two weeks. Um, I went to Italy and Paris um, and in a part, a small town in France called uh, saint cirque Popil. <laughs> I'm butchering that in French, but it was this cool um, medieval town. It kind of looked like a magic card, uh, so I thought it was cool. And I read the book, and it really I kind of tried to absorb a lot of the principles within it. It's called Principles as well. Um, so I thought uh, I'd share a little bit about what I learned from this book and hopefully it can apply to your business or to your life um, and it's really interesting he talks about principles in life and in work and how those kind of combine it's a really great interesting half biography half super practical um, analysis of how to make decisions and, and make life how you want to make it so 
kind of one of the first parts of the book which really was an eye-opener for me and something I didn't you know really understand too much was so I think before I became I started in business and before I really got into um, my own independent practice I kind of was a like a kind of a passive recipient of kind of life I was just kind of floating through life I didn't really um, things just kind of happened to me and I never really I was almost like a bystander you know I was almost like a background actor in a in a in a movie or something I just life just happened to me and I just kind of rolled with the punches I was kind of like a chill kind of situation but um, Ray kind of teaches you not to really be the you know the person uh, within the machine like within the whatever's going on but actually to be kind of the designer of the machine and try to design life you know your job your relationships your life try to design life from an objective perspective and derive purpose and and kind of derive what you want to make of it from an kind of a 30,000 foot um, overlook and just kind of design a machine so man and machine kind of work together I know machine is kind of a strange word but like design a um, you know a practical way in which to create the results that you're kind of looking for he actually has these like weird diagrams that funnily enough and I'm not trying to put like I'm in no way paralleling myself to Ray Dalio who's like amazingly successful and if he had a podcast would have more than a few more listeners than me for sure <laughs> but, but like um, yeah it's just you know it was it's a very simplified diagram where man kind of builds a machine that creates results and then you test the machine and when the machine breaks down you you fix it you incrementally change it and then it creates better results or different results and you're always tweaking this machine so if we relate it to the real estate business let's say you build this machine this machine might be called a prospecting or a marketing plan or a business plan which is a very kind of fluffy word that a lot of people do have for their business and they build this machine and then they operate the machine and then they're you know should be continuing to tweak it because it should do it results should kind of push through this machine that you built and and then you make tweaks to it to improve it so that it forever evolves into you know the state in which it's uh, running an efficient way where it's um uh you know creating the results that you're kind of seeing it so you're continuing kind of take a uh, overarching view but if you kind of sit in the machine and you're like in the moment where you're just kind of in the practice and day to day and living day to day and letting a lot of things kind of happen to you it's not really where you want to be as a business owner because you're not being really cognizant of um the whole uh you know of, of how it is running because you're just kind of operating it at all times and it's a really interesting time in the marketplace right now um you know i've been listening to my own pause i say interesting way too much i gotta stop i gotta get a one of those thesauruses <laughs> for interesting what's another word for interesting like fast i don't know like i say interesting too much it's really boring i, I don't i don't like it I, I i am improving myself i want to be better i want to be like a great uh, podcaster and it would be really cool for for that to happen one day but i am improving i will get better and i was listening to some of the first ones i have gotten a little bit better um but um this so you want to not be kind of a cog within your own machine that you kind of build and then you're almost trapped within that machine you want to kind of always take this overarching view so it's really important to kind of first really decide what result you want to have 
and then really build the machine based on all the truths, based on all the, um, you know, kind of the truths of your life or the truths of your, of your strengths. So if you're a super talkative guy, you got that's a truth. You got to like use that. Or if you have so much free time, you got to use that. So for example, in my business when I first started, um, what I had over a lot of other people was. I had so much free time. I had 24 hours a day. Um, pathetically, no girlfriend. <laughs> pathetically, no, not many friends. I had a couple friends. Um, and I just had nothing else. So I just worked all the time. I just was a, you know, I had a lot of free time. So I think I would just like win on mass quantity of time. And that was really like a truth. And so I used that as part of the machine where I could out time a lot of people I can just keep like pushing away at, at, at the problem so this is kind of a um, you know a, a kind of an interesting way in which to look at um, how you know you you can build a business right you can build a machine for a business and it talks about a lot of different principles you know it's the book is called principles for life um, you know I just really want to hit some of the real important parts and I, I didn't want to make this pod like super super long but a really just kind of concise one about um what i kind of what was the most important things that i learned from it i really encourage you to read this book um but uh you know if you don't want to read it it's a little bit of a shortcut um talks about kind of really building the machine for what you want testing it over time and um, it talks about a feedback loop where you're always reflecting on how things are operating and when things plateau if you're not going to change the machine or upgrade the machine, it'll you'll you'll actually see a, a plateau and then a decline. So, being really cognizant of understanding that you have an existing machine and it's working, and then what's going to happen is there there's a there's a diagram he uses. You know, you have to make some changes to that machine, like some incremental changes, and it's going to go. It's going to actually look bad right at the start when you make those changes. And then what you'll see is this other big leap, a kind of a, a, I wish there was a video here because it's like, it's kind of like a, a, a string that, a shoestring that kind of is moving in upward fashion. But, you know, there is a little decline before it kind of pumps back up. So looking at uh, how you design a plan or a machine or whatever you want to call it um, as a human being to, to fix a problem and create a solution and create a result and then tweaking that and really analyzing it and, and kind of seeing that there's, there's a feedback to all these minor changes that you're making and you test them over periods of time. So um, one of the really kind of bright spots for this book for me was really how it talked about decision making. Um, you know, being a, being in a real estate agent and being uh, one of the partners of a brokerage and, you know, with a lot of different other responsibilities, being a son, being a boyfriend, being a friend, um, uh, being a podcaster <laughs> and all the rest of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I think principles, the best part of it is what it talks about decision making. We're making tons of decisions every single day. We're making like I'm making and we're making as a team. Uh, a million and one decisions every single day and you know there's um uh other great podcasters and, and writers like tim ferris and um a few other um that i listen to and they talk about like decision inventory decision fatigue 
um, you know, that type of thing where, you know, you get tired of making decisions. Everyone kind of comes to decisions. You're just like kind of this decision robot. And how do you make good ones? Because how Ray kind of explains it in his book and in principles is that life is just a, a real series of decisions. So making better decisions really leads to a better life. So everything is about decisions. Everything is about decisions. So it is imperative for an individual that wants to live a good life to make really, really good decisions. I know it sounds like, duh, kind of stuff, but you know, it's weird. It just like, it just kind of hit me in the head like a brick. I'm like, you know, life is just a bunch of decisions. Like, how are you going to handle this stimulus and how are you going to react or how are you going to change the machine to improve the, the system? And so um, what he kind of underlies in his book is like how to make really good decisions. Um, he kind of has some key points that he really wants to, that he really drives home that really kind of um, resonated with me, especially in my very daily, in my daily life as, you know, in, in business. So number one, first thing, which was music to my ears um, was um, to simplify. So simplification. So you have a complex problem, a complex issue, something that has a lot of moving parts. How are we going to simplify them to their key indicators, their key spots, and really just break it down? So I don't know if I've shared this on the pod before. Um, I read another book or forum or something. Maybe it was on a fortune cookie. I have no idea. (laughs) But uh, it was about chunking and this thing so for example um, let's say you see like i don't know anything about cars i'm an i am a stone cold like no don't care about cars type of guy (laughs) but you know um and you kind of open the trunk of a car and then you see this engine and if i looked at an engine i'm like this is impossible i will never figure it out it me it's this is like super complicated forget it it's it's over. I, you know, like we're gonna be stranded here. Like we may as well just set up shop and we're gonna live here now because we're not getting home. <laughs> um, so this end. So basically, chunking is taking this big complicated thing and breaking it up into its intermediate components and then into its simplest components. And when we do that, it kind of starts to make sense. So we can compartmentalize and chunk things um, so that we can understand how the engine works. So to really simplify it, um, an engine is just a it's just an ecosystem uh, of parts, pistons, gears, all types of things that are generating energy that get to go to the tires to spin the tires. And so breaking it all down, it, it can be simplified. And so anything complicated that you're facing, um, how to lose weight or how to learn piano or anything. It could be chunked. It could be simplified. And so simplification is the key part of making really good decisions because if it's too complicated, it's hard to make good decisions around something that you don't quite understand. So to break it all down and simplify. Okay. The second thing that he talks about is to be radically open-minded. So this is a tough one. So he goes into a lot of different things about psychology, um, the ego, uh, man and their inner self. So their, their ego and how it kind of affects decisions. So being radically open-minded is, um, just wanting to discover the 
laboratory light microscope truth of everything. So seek truth and diagnose problems at the root causes. So you're looking, you know, for the for the best answer uh, that you can. So being radically open-minded is very very hard because you have to be willing to take criticism. You have to be willing to take negative feedback. You have to be completely open to the idea of being imperfect and that you've made wrong decisions in the past and to be totally open about everything and to just be being open-minded is not just being regularly open-minded it's being radically open-minded which is like seeking the truth at its like absolute core from all angles you know it's no selfie image like where you're holding the camera 10 feet above your head and you look like 40 pounds lighter you're like you know this is like every angle like straight down (laughs) looking up like into your double chin it's the whole thing so being totally radically open-minded knowing the exact truth of the matter to make your decisions well is a huge component in making good ones and as he discusses making better decisions leads to a better life so like being just totally open and totally honest about what's happening um, is is great and just removing your own ego pride like I tell people all the time I, I have I try to and I'm human so everyone does but I try to have no pride no dignity no ego I just try to remove myself of all those things no um, gossip none of that stuff i just trying to remove all myself from it and then basically just trying to be radically open-minded to look at how we can do things better so i really default to the truth in that way um, so the third thing he talks about in making good decisions is to focus on expected value okay so this is a tricky one to kind of explain basically it kind of means like you know looking at making decisions with the end in mind um, and what you can do to increase the probability of being right. So like like making decisions, once we're radically open-minded, we find out the truth. What are the key aspects in which we should look and, and what little knobs we need to tweak in those little key sections? And then focus on the expected value. Like what extra value can we get from, from focusing on these things and how we can increase our certainty of the right outcome based on an expectation of value by doing these certain, uh, making these certain decisions, and so I know it's a it's a really confusing thing, but it's it's focusing on kind of what you can do once you understand the truth, um, to to get the best outcome possible, okay, at the end, um, you know when when you're when you keep the end in mind. The fourth thing that he talks about in making good decisions is seeking people that have experience that can help to triangulate you to the truth. So uh, just to explain what triangulation is, so triangulation is looking at things from different angles. You know, we're limited, we're all human beings, we cannot look at everything from every angle. Um, But someone that has experience and that can look at it from another side might shed some light into whether or not it's a good thing um, to do or not. So especially the experienced people so like this is where you talk to mentors you talk to people that have done it before i tend to track to try to learn from someone that's older than me or that is more successful than me um in in that field and then basically ask them for their advice on on if it's the right thing to do and how they would make this decision at this time 
try to give them all the facts and and just kind of listen very intently as to how they would approach things you know ultimately you make the decision but like it's great to hear some opinions from the experience that you know we we don't have you know being being a younger person or making this type of decision for the first time uh, so they since they've probably done it they're more likely to be right um, because they've done it a few times more than you have uh, sometimes you know they're, they're wrong but you know it's really interesting even the idea of becoming a realtor becoming a real estate agent first I asked a couple people and I, I wasn't doing this because it was a decision to be a real estate agent I asked uh, my friend Alfred who was a you know, just a really great friend of mine from university. He also happens to be, I'll have him on the pod one of these days. Um, he also happens to be our CFO of the company. So CFO stands for Chief Financial Officer. <laughs> and so I guess I call him the money man uh, for our company. And he was, uh, we went to school together in university. And he basically is like a very, very important guy to me. And, you know, I said, hey, what do you think about me being a realtor? And at, from a peer-to-peer level, he said, you know what, I think that's a great idea you know, it's gonna, it's free, it's, it's independent, and you're an independent kind of thinker guy. I think it would be a good idea for you to, to give it a try and see what's up. And uh, then I asked my uncle, who was a, a salesman uh, for franchises, his name is Lloyd Shears. I, want, I wanted him to have him on the pod, but he said no. Uh, I don't know if he's shy, but, <laughs> but uh, anyways, maybe he'll listen to this pod and it'll change his mind. And, you know, he basically, you know, I told him everything that I had thought about and, and all the kind of, uh, you know, factors about why I want to do it. And he said, you know what, I think there's a great idea. I think you should do it. And then that was enough for me. And I just kind of went with it. So, you know, try to see people with experience who can help you to triangulate. So triangulation, if you think about it as a triangle, like, you know, from another angle to see the same thing and, and kind of when you see them in different perspectives, it can help you to make a, the right decision. And then, um, you know, finally, number five, uh, making mistakes is okay. Okay, it's okay to be wrong. Uh, it's okay to make an error when you make decisions. As long as you're willing to learn from them, and what mistakes did you make and how what mistakes do you make very often so life will give us opportunities to continue to make the same mistakes until we make a change so yeah just really uh, understanding you know making mistakes is okay you're better to make a decision and have a mistake than to be paralyzed in analysis before you make the decision and like okay you've wasted three months of your life and we're at square one again so, you know, really encouraging people to make the decision, learn from them, uh, reflect on them and try not to making try not to make them happen again. So there's just a lot of really great things in this book. Um, it is a it's a fantastic read. It's really, so, you know, it's really interesting to no, I said interesting again. Ah, <laughs> it's a really uh, good. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a really good read. Um, so I read that over the summer. I hope this helped in any way. Um, maybe if you're making a decision, try to distill it down a little bit more to make it a little bit better for you. But th- there's just a huge power in decisions. Even the decision to start this pod was really interesting. Like making this, deciding to make this pod. I spoke to a f- couple different people. I triangulated, and I, you know, I was encouraged to do this a while ago to to do one. And you know, I just thought I would give it a, you know, give it a try. So. I did. It's definitely wasn't perfect. The sound quality was very, very bad when I first got started, and it still needs improvement. But you know, here we are, continuing to go down this path, 
And it's something that I really enjoy doing, and I'm really learning a lot about the the guests that I'm putting on. And even in doing stuff like this, I, I kind of recall things that I should be doing for myself a lot. You know, reinforcing, because they say when you're teaching or you're kind of educating, you're also learning more yourself. You kind of learn more yourself. Uh, I had a professor that um, uh, talked about the buddy system in his studying and basically he was like oh yeah you should um, buddy up with someone and then you should teach each other what you've learned because that'll help you to like study and you know what for some unknown reason that actually works and so yeah so it's been beneficial for me and I hope it's been beneficial for you guys so if you don't mind um, you know if you've listened to this on iTunes Spotify or whatever you're listening this to if you give it five stars or rate it, uh, review it as well. That would be really awesome. And I look forward to doing another one of these mini pods with you guys on the Michael U Podcast. Thank you for listening.